1: Elba, Elba will score, Elba will score, Newcastle has won, but it will get the score, Stiglach
0: can spare.
1: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, as you would have seen on my Instagram story last night. It is still there if you want to get in quickly. I asked for your way too early super coach questions heading into 2023. So cards on the table, haven't done a stack of research Uh, heading into these. I'll be talking very much off vibe and off the dome with a little bit of numbers to back up my thoughts and opinions, Uh, but very much so talking off the dome before January. uh, And then at that point, we'll sort of get right stuck into numbers and everything, Uh, but I thought I would just jump on and answer a couple of questions. From you guys that have been sent in, um, so I thought I would start with. I'll run you through our questions for today. Our first one is from bruma twenty three says, "Ponga or Schuster, the better backup five eight option to start with." Our next one comes from Archie the Dogs one five seven says, "When should we get Turbo?" Manly has the buy round two. Cooper dot says, "Tyrell Sloan an option with Ramsey potentially not playing the whole of next season." Uh, and our and another one from. Left and Leaving says, Will Isaiah Papali'i put up similar numbers at the Tigers? And our last one from Johnny Bright says, The biggest Dolphins value play. So plenty of questions to dive into here. The first one we're going to talk about, Ponga or Schuster, the better backup 5-8 option, to start with. A really interesting one. Now, we know that KP, he's obviously moving to 5'8". He will have that dual position uh, pretty quickly, uh, which is fantastic. I really like that. Uh, And i just have a look at KP. And based on the season that he had last year, uh, I think he will be at a pretty good price. Obviously, I think you'll get him sub 500K. Obviously, finished with a below 50 average, or a smack on 50 average uh, for last season with a couple of games where he went, you know, sub 10. He obviously got a 6 and. his last game, he had an injury. Uh, He got a seven uh, three weeks before that, and then he had a nine at the start of the season as two. So KP, pretty undervalued heading into this season, so I think he's going to be really good value. Uh, But when you talk about guys that are undervalued, Josh Schuster, very, very hard to go past. Obviously played very little rugby league or first grade last year, uh, looking fit as a fiddle at the moment. If he does get the 5.8 spot, uh, you can get him, you'll be able to get him for probably sub 250, 200k or something along those lines. So I I think Josh Schuster, if he is playing 5-8 for the Manly Seagulls, he's an absolute must-have. Uh, even when you look at the games that he played at 5-8 last year when he wasn't tremendous, to be perfectly honest with you, um, he's still got 40-odd points. So Josh Schuster, I am more than happy to lock him in to my side. Uh, I do like KP. Don't get me wrong. I think that this season he is going to have a good one. I think that signing, um, signing Jackson Hastings is going to be sensational for him. But I do just worry, uh, without, he might lose goal kicking as well, which could be an issue if Jacko picks that up, which I think he quite possibly could, uh, that could be an issue. But I also have a look at the Knights opening draw. Uh, they play the Warriors, they play the Tigers, they play the Dolphins, then they play Canberra, Manly and the Warriors again. So the first three or four weeks for KP are pretty damn good, but I just think the value play, the money play is on Josh Schuster. So he's probably the guy that I would lean towards, uh, but I'm not going to rule out KP just yet. I might sit on my hands and watch him week one, see how he goes with Hastings. I think he'll be a big watch in the trials, but I do think KP is in for a good season here. I think he could lose the goal kicking and him. I think he will lose the, or, sorry, I shouldn't say he will lose the goal kicking. I think he improves his average uh, on last year, and I think he improves it even if he loses the goal kicking. I'm expecting even if he loses the goal kicking to be a sort of, you know, 60, 65 sort of point player. I think he's going to have a good season with Jackson Hastings next to him. But Josh Schuster, he would be my backup 5-8 option as it stands right now. Our next question from Archie the Dog. When should we get Turbo? Manly has the buy in round two, and this is going to be one of the very delicate balancing acts uh, this season. When do you pick up guys pending buys and whatnot? Now, for me, When I have a look at the Manly Seagulls, they play their opening game against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, Traditionally, round one games, they are normally pretty close. They're normally pretty tight. The Canterbury Bulldogs, they'll have a big emphasis on defense coming into this season. I have no doubt about that whatsoever, like every other team does. Uh, I think that without Kieran Foran, Josh Schuster jumping in there, Manly could start a little bit clunky. Uh, And I just think, you know, it's round one. Teams have had six months to prepare for this game. They're going to be up for it defensively. They're going to be sound. So for me, I'm not looking at Turbo to start. I'm going to leave him out round one. They have the bye round two and then to be honest with you, they've got some pretty tough games coming their way. They then take on the Parramatta Eels. They then take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They then take on the Newcastle Knights in Mudgee which isn't a bad matchup but then they go Penrith, Melbourne. So uh, in the first few weeks the only matchup I really like to be honest with you is the Newcastle Knights game. He has a bye so he legitimately will not play one of those games. So for me, I'm, I'm thinking I probably won't even look at Turbo for the first few weeks. I think I will let him sit there. Uh, I know that against these teams, you can still score well. I understand that, but I just think, you know, Parramatta, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're going to be top six teams, Uh, and once again, the start of the season, all these sides are huge on defense, so uh, I I like the Canterbury matchup to start with, but because it's round one, I don't think there'll be too many points scored. Uh, It is a Saturday afternoon game, 3pm. That is prime Tommy Turbo time, but with the bye the week after and some pretty tough matchups coming his way, including the Panthers and the Melbourne Storm in the first six or seven weeks, uh, I'm sort of thinking that I will leave Turbo. At the start After that he's got a pretty good run of games Uh, Round 8 Tigers Round 9 Gold Coast Titans Brisbane Broncos Cronulla Sharks Canberra Raiders, Newcastle Knights Into the bye Into the Dolphins again So uh, I don't mind that But once again Once you get to round 8 We're sort of starting to head into Well not not, not quite But we're getting close to origin territories I think it's going to be an interesting Balancing act Where you grab Tom Trevojevic Heading into next season He is going to be heavily discounted Uh, There is no doubt about that Uh, But I just Especially with the new coach and everything going into it. I just, I don't know. I just want to wait and see on Turbo. And look, if the price is good enough, that might change everything. But just as it stands right now, I don't love his opening draw. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make a stack of money to start early, especially with that buy. It's not ideal. You want to have two fullbacks in your side. Uh, But we will see. He's actually got a lower average than what I thought, 61-point average, so he will be pretty cheap. Uh, But I just, uh, I I, I don't know. I've just got a feeling that I might start without Turbo. But we will see how we go. Uh, I'm very keen to hear what other Supercoach content creators think about this one. Uh, But, yeah, I just think with that draw, I'm not a huge huge fan of it. He won't play round two. uh, And then he's got some really tough matchups coming his way. And the Manly Seagulls have got new coaches, a new 5'8". A lot of changes to that team. So we'll see how it plays out as we get closer. But I very, very highly doubt that I will start with Turbo in round one. uh, And I will probably wait maybe until um, a better draw comes along with Turbo. But we'll see how we go. We might have to bite that bullet a little bit quicker than what we're anticipating. Our next one comes from Cooper Island. Says Tyrell Sloan, and option with Ramsey potentially not playing the whole of next season? Uh, I don't think so, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, I've always, I I like Tyrell Sloan as a footballer. He would be my fullback, but I think it's pretty evident that he isn't really a super coach player. He's not a guy that I am keen on. Uh, Even when you have a look at his games, I mean... I remember the guy in our draft comp that drafted him last year, and I sort of said, You're going to regret that. I uh, got a text after round one when he scored 78 points, saying, Oh, yeah, good call, dickhead. Uh, and then the week after, he scored a try and got 26. Backed it up the week after with another 26 and then wasn't in first grade. So uh, I just, he's going to have to do a lot to score points. I'm not overly confident this Dragon team going to score all that many points. Uh, yeah, even look in other games. I mean, he played the Gold Coast Titans for 89 minutes, um, scored 40 points there, had 38 in base, to be fair, in that game. Game. But even the other games throughout the season, I mean, you have a look at the, bo- the, ba- the back end of the season, he played 80 minutes in his last two games, scored 17 and 27. So unless he's laying on a heap of tries and scoring a heap of tries, which he will score a lot of tries, do not get me wrong. Uh, I just don't think I can look at him, though. He just doesn't do it for me, Tyrell Sloan. He will be cheap. People will get overexcited about him. Uh, he's a guy that I won't even consider. I'm going to stick with my gut on this one. You even look back to the previous season, um, You know, the last two weeks he did really well, he scored two tries against South Sydney and had 32 uh, evading stats and got 95, which is great. Uh, Against the Cowboys scored a try and have 40 attacking stats, got 91. The games outside of that, the three games leading up to that, he scored a try against the Canberra Raiders, got 35. He scored a try against the Manly Seagulls, got 55, and scored a try against the South Sydney Rabbitohs and got 43. He has to to do a lot for his points, Tyrell Sloan. Uh, I think it's pretty evident that Hook isn't a huge fan of him either, uh, so I'm not even confident he's going to stay in that team. They could play Moses and Bayer. They could play fucking anyone at fullback over Tyrell Sloan at any given moment. So for me, I won't even be looking at Tyrell Sloan, to be honest with you. I like him as an NRL player, but I really just like him as a super coach player. All right, let's have a look at our next question. From left and leaving, well, Isaiah Papali'i put up similar numbers at the Tigers. Interesting, obviously, moving clubs. Uh, He's been tremendous for the last two years, finishing with a 78 and 79 average. Been very, very consistent. Um, scored Scored a fair whack of tries last year, but not a crazy amount, to be honest with you. I mean, he scored one, three... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 6, 7, 8, 10. He scored 10 tries, yeah. So, like, a really good amount. Don't get me wrong. I still think he manages to find tries at the Tigers. He might not find 10 of them. Uh, and I'm not sure how many attacking stats he'll come up with. But his base this year was really, really good. You're averaging sort of that 50 to 60 sort of base mark on any given week. It obviously depends how the Tigers are going to use him. If he does land outside Adam Dwayne, which I know a lot of people are talking about, if he lands on that right edge outside Dwayne, it's going to be so good for him. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I look at the way that Dwayne plays his football. He loves that cutout ball and it's sort of his go-to every single time. I think his mindset is throw the cutout and then we'll we'll, we'll see what's on if it's not on. Uh, so I do worry about that a little bit. He is a run first guy or throw the big giant cutout even when it's not on at times. So I do worry about that with Isaiah Papalit and his tri-scoring abilities, but I think he still finds ways to score. I think he will be an 80-minute forward there. We know that Brad Arthur throughout this season chopped and changed him a little bit in bits and pieces. And even when he did chop and change, I mean, he played 70 minutes, 60 at absolute worst. So it wasn't a train wreck by any means. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I I think he drops a little bit, but I don't think he drops too much to be honest with you. If he goes from 79 point average to a 70, uh, that wouldn't shock me, which is still great for a forward. Uh, but you will be paying a little bit overs for that to start the season. So for draft players, I wouldn't be dropping him all that much to be honest with you. If he has got, uh, that dual position stuff as well, I'd still be considering him pretty high. Uh, probably, uh, Like in my comp, it's a 14 man comp. I wouldn't, I still think he goes round two, maybe round three. But I think if you can get him late round two, for example, I think you've done pretty well there. And I would be happy with that if you've got a high ceiling guy as your first pick so isaiah probably i don't think he drops too much he might drop you know 10 odd points but still he'll be a forward there that averages 70 i think at worst he'll average around about the 65 mark just assuming the tigers don't do anything fucking ridiculous with him uh but i i do think a lot of people think that being outside of adam Dwyer, he's going to be the best thing ever for him i'm not as convinced to be honest with you i'm not huge on that little matchup there all right our next one comes from johnny bright He says, the biggest Dolphins value play. Uh, you all know who I'm going to say here. My boy, he played Dolph- He played for the Dolphins in the Queensland Cup last year. Uh, Tavade, I am very, very high on him. He is a center that was playing in the Queensland Cup last year for the Dolphins. I'm just going to get up his stats for you guys to read them out to you. Uh, I think he's going to be a tackle break machine. I think he will be uh, part of this Dolphins side. He played 14 games last year, scored 12 tries, 8. 85 tackle breaks, 17 line breaks in 14 games, remember two tri-assists, um, tackle efficiency 86%, uh, average 147 run metres. So I personally think that he could be a centre and I, I'm not saying that the Dolphins are going to do incredibly well and it's going to be tough for him at times, but I do think he's the sort of centre that can average you know, 55 or so throughout the season, especially in his good games. I think he'll go really, really big. Uh, it is obviously his first step into the NRL, but it's also his first step into super Coach, so he will be dirt cheap. So for me, I think he is the biggest value play up there at the Dolphins. Outside of him, you've got Jennings as well, who I don't mind, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if if that's going to be worthwhile to be honest with you. But uh, Tavate, he is definitely my pick out of the Dolphins. If I had to pick one guy to have in my super coach team, I think he will be owned by just about 100%. I think that even if he doesn't start round one, I don't think they're going to start overly successful, so I think it's a matter of time till he gets in. I think that they need a little bit of X factor in that side, uh, so I think he could be in for a pretty big season there. And I think that he will win. Uh, he will gather us a heap of money throughout the season. If you're not on him, I think you will regret it. I think he'll be one of those guys that even if you're not on him from the start, um, people will get on him very very quickly. The other one is Branko Lee. He averaged forty points last year. Uh, it was unfortunate. Well, not unfortunate, but in the last. Last game of the season, he actually scored a try, so that bumped his average up a little bit. Would have liked to have seen him not score that try, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but coming to the Dolphins, he could be the other starting center or one of the starting centers. I know he's had a pretty big preseason, Branko Lee, so another one to keep an eye on there. Uh, but Tabata, he is my guy from the Dolphins, been my guy for quite some time, and I'm very, very excited about him, and I think he's going to be a guy that you're all going to want a little slice of in your super Coach team. Uh, guys, that'll do us for the first episode of Way Too Early Supercoach Quest. If you have got any more that you would like me to answer, make sure you go onto the Instagram story, chuck them in there. I'll be doing another one a little bit later today when I get home and then at 3pm this afternoon on YouTube. We've got the Sydney Roosters, their best 17 heading into 2023, myself and Maddie, the Waterboy getting stuck into that. So plenty more content coming your way today on the Rugby League Guru Podcast.
0: it.